0: Okay. yeah let's set it like this let's do it right now let's turn the beat up let's turn the lights down you all no more shows So can you guys hear me in the back? Yeah? Okay, perfect. Um, So the reason, again, why uh, I brought David here with me is because I I wanted to uh, provide some exposure to a lot of the different aspects of pharmacy. And I know you guys, it's a stressful time. I I went to pharmacy school. I know, like, around this time it's tough. You guys have exams coming up. Um, But I want to take, the reason I really want to have your attention is because I want to talk to you guys about perspective and give you some insights as to what's going on. So if we can just try to like release some of that tension, release some of that stress, uh, take this as like a hyperactive meditation session um, where you can get ready for uh, the exams. that's gonna be coming up uh, probably later today and for the rest of the, the month and the year. Um, so just to quickly get started, uh, how many people have heard my podcast? any chance. All right, so that hurts a little bit. Um, <laughs> that's cool, thank you, the five of you guys. That's kind of, uh, listen, I really appreciate it um so i'll just kind of go through some of my background and give you my spiel since you, you might not have heard it on the podcast um he did a great job introducing me thank you very much um my parents immigrated uh from uh, trinidad and tobago um any caribbean folks in here no all right cool so uh, my my uh, my background is uh trinidad and um i was born in new jersey uh, but i was actually raised in miami so i'm a first generation american and I uh, went to Florida International University where I got my degree in chemistry and then I went on to University of Florida where I was the um, I had a lot of different leadership positions Just to give you guys some context. I was president of the PLS, um, president of my class for a couple of years. I was vice-region or vice-president of Kappa Psi. Um, so I was heavily involved on campus there. Um, while in school, I got uh, two internships that were important to me. Uh, one was for uh, Target Pharmacy um, at the time, it's now CVS, but I got my career actually with Target Pharmacy um, when I was uh, a second year. And then uh, I think it was around my third year, some company that was just a startup like sent an email out to say, hey, do any students want to help write videos for scripts?" And I'm a yes man. Like I say yes to a lot of different things, and it's basically why I'm probably standing here in front of you is because I don't really say no to a lot of things. So, um, And I think that it, I'll talk about this a little bit more later, but I think it's an important reason and an important thing for a developing profession and a developing career. So um I said yes I will help you write the scripts for those videos and I did that for a couple years. Uh, then I went off into, into community pharmacy. That was my passion. I did not do residency. Um, I knew I wanted to be out in the community and uh I started with Target. They became CVS. I wasn't happy about that. Then I went to a company called Publix. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Publix. And uh, at the same time, I started to uh, do some MTM uh, private practice on the side, and I also started the podcast that you guys don't really listen to called RX Radio. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so uh, it's going to be a little different today. I don't have slides. Um, I actually put all my slides on Instagram. So uh, I know you guys usually don't go on your phones like when your people were talking, but now I'm going to encourage it. So if y'all could pull out your phones, go to Instagram because I'm sure most of you guys are on it, or you can go on Facebook. The slides are on Facebook as well. If you search RX Radio you'll be able to find today's slides and I'll give you some time to do that because I need some help. It's, it's going to be interactive, okay? I told you it's going to be a hyperactive meditation session here. You guys found it? It's like a yellow logo. Yeah? It's like a chemical symbol. Anyone see that? Try to do that. <laughs> Chemistry. Alright, so who wants to like, tell me what the first slide is? If y'all can help me out here. It's what? Alright, who knows why 1950 is significant? So it is the year 1950 and that is the year that the first farm D was given out. Okay? So again, I'm here for perspective. The year 1703 was the year that the first MD was given out. And the re- that's about 247 years difference. Why am I telling you this history lesson? Physicians have had 250 years on us in developing their profession. We are just getting started. All right? I love that right now every one of you in here is a pioneer for pharmacy. So like in 50 years and 100 years, whatever it is that you guys in here do, people are going to look back and they're going to be like, "Wow, like that's what they did then to set us up for this." So I want you guys to have that perspective and to understand that because we're so fresh in our profession, there's going to be a lot of changes that are and as we see it's happening and we have to be ready for it. we have to embrace it and we have to be uh aggressive with it because if we don't that start isn't going to get out the gate but again perspective like we're just starting our profession and i think it's it's room it has a lot of room to grow in and that's going to that's kind of the basis of kind of what i'm going to go into today so who can tell me what the next slide is What is it? Um, Voice, Workflow, Blockchain. Yes, okay. So, Voice, Workflow, Blockchain. Who here has an Alexa at home? All right. So, probably last year, that was probably like one or two people. Probably in the next two or three years, every one of the people in this room might raise their hands. Whether it be Alexa, or whether it be some other voice uh, companion. I see someone shaking her head because she doesn't want listening to her, but her phone is actually listening to this whole conversation as we speak, which she might not know about. Um, But technology is listening to all of us. Um, Whether you you know it or not, you can turn it off on your iPhone, but every iPhone, if if I scream out right now, hey Siri, a bunch of phones are gonna flicker up, right? So that's where technology is going. Whether we like it or not, that's where it's going to. Amazon is making products to go in people's cars, it's gonna be in an office, one day there's gonna be an Alexa here where I'm gonna be able to ask it to do something or tell you something. And that's just where the future is going. Now, that's not just for people to, you know, learn how to take a stain out of their shirt, right? That's moving into healthcare, all right. And what you have to understand is with with these moving technologies, pharmacists have a really, really great opportunity to be a part of that. For example, um, I've dabbled with it. I've I've built a couple of what they call skills. Um, A skill is basically like an app. Um, So you think I have you go to App Store, you download an app on the Alexa. You go to the App Store to you go to the store to download a skill. So I've dabbled with a couple of those, and what's what I'm seeing is coming with that is people are going to start asking it for health information, right? People are going to start asking it to tell them about how to treat their allergies, what what interaction happens with this, and similar to uh, drug information companies, pharmacists need to be behind all of this and you tomorrow can go and create an app. You tomorrow can create what's known as Waze now, because that's just an app on an iPhone. One of you in here can go tomorrow and start building your Alexa skill that goes off to be something amazing for patients, right? And it's because you, you will have a hopefully you know things go well and you guys graduate and things like that. You will have the credibility to build that and to have that impact on patients. And that's just a very, very small part of it. And, it, and one minute example, that is going to be crazy in the world. Whether people are fighting the technology or not, it's happening. So if you see that, if you see that Instagram picture, there's a robot hand on there, and this is going to move into the workflow section. Um, anyone here work for by any chance, or half? Damn, Jesus, okay. All right, so you guys know about central fill? Okay, so all right, So for people that don't work it has this thing called central fill, where they basically fill like prescriptions, like a week or a day, some crazy number, right? All by robots. When I first heard about central field, I thought it was people in there like just doing stuff in one spot. No, they have, if you've ever seen, if you've ever seen the, uh, car manufacturers, you know, like those robot arms that look like, like just one swipe, it'll take everybody out type of thing. All right. They have those robots in filling prescriptions, right? And that's just the beginning. At some point, there's gonna be a complete disconnection between dispensing prescriptions and the pharmacy care that we provide. Right now, we see it as one, and we're very tied to like, giving a prescription to, to patients, things like that. We're gonna, just as how we look back now and see how like, pharmacists are, are, were like, making the drugs on spot, and how we look back at that, like cannot believe they were doing that. We're gonna look back at today and be like, wow, I can't believe we were actually handing them the prescriptions. Like, we were counting pills back then. Like, how crazy. Like, that's what it's going to be like very, very, very soon. And we just have to understand that that disconnection between the dispensing and pharmacy services is going to be completely separate. And we have to wrap our heads around that and be ready for that. And we can't be tied and emotional about the fact that, well, I still want my patients to come into my pharmacy to get their pills because it just doesn't make any sense if you really think about it. Pharmacists and, 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 and uh, pharmacy technicians were highly paid robots, basically, at some point level in a pharmacy. It just doesn't make any sense. So we have to be ready for that. OK. What is the next part of that? It was uh, voice, workflow. Blockchain. Who knows what blockchain is? No one knows what blockchain is. Kinda? All right. Who's heard of Bitcoin? All right. So Bitcoin is a digital currency that was created on top of a technology called blockchain. So Bitcoin is the preview of a crazy technology that is is really revolutionizing the way we handle data. And Bitcoin is huge, that's why you guys know about it, it was in the news because the prices are crazy, but Bitcoin is not important if you really think about the grand scale of what blockchain can do. So just to break down in very simplistic terms what blockchain is really quick, just as how, think about storing data on one computer, right? You have like one computer, a phone or whatever, you want to save a Word document, and you save that Word document to that one computer, it's saved there only, right? If you delete that document or edit it, it's going to be like done permanently on that one computer, and you can't really fix that. You can put it in the cloud and things like that, it's different. But just for simplistic terms, think about storing that one Word document on one computer. What blockchain does is it takes 1,000 computers... When you hit save on that Word document, it saves on a thousand different computers. So if you edit one computer and you change the document, everyone, all the 999 computers, you be like, whoa, 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 what are you doing, bro? Like, that's not what, what we wanted to say in that Word document. That is what blockchain is. It's a way to verify data and it, and it prevents you from altering data and keeps it secure. Why is that important in pharmacy? Electronic health records, is a huge huge market right now and a lot of the blockchain technologies are aiming towards securing that data and being able to make sure it's it's safe it's accurate and can be transferred into different places different organizations pharmacists have a huge potential to play a role in developing that type of technology and services for patients electronic med records especially for like med rec situations the second way blockchain is actually going to be impacting pharmacy is drug supply chain so there's a huge problem with like counterfeit drugs and just making sure that drugs are managed properly from uh manufacturer all the way to the pharmacy. Blockchain is gonna be huge in that. Now, the reason why I'm, I'm diving into some of these things that I'm passionate about, there's just, I just gave you three things that I'm passionate about is to show you that pharmacy is not just going to school, getting a residency and then practicing somewhere. It's not just going to school, graduating and working in community pharmacy. At this point and this early in our game, you can do whatever it is that you want to do at this point all right and that's kind of leads us into the next slide which I think is personal, personal. personal brand personal brand because that was one of the topics that we had put on the on the thing and it's one thing I want to go into personal brand is the key to doing what you want to do if it's not if it's out of the normal okay what is a personal brand how do you create a personal brand for me and what I think it is, is just content. The only, the only way to build a personal brand is to either make, write articles, record audio and do a podcast, or record videos. There's no other way to really build your personal brand because you can say you're something, but who's, who knows that? Who calls you that? Or you can go out and get you know, certain credentials and, and do that for yourself as well. But personal brand now is the key to doing what it is that you wanna do in pharmacy. For me, it was communications, it was patient engagement. That's why I'm standing in front of you here today. So remember that, uh, that company that I told you that I, I interned for, I said yes, and I, did, I wrote videos for whatever? After building my personal brand for a couple years, that came back full circle to where now I'm president of the company, right? So the lesson there is to one, be the, start building your brand, not, not today because it's hard, and like you shouldn't be worrying about your personal brand in school. Let me, let me actually also make that clear because you have too much other crap to worry about, right? Like there's just no freaking time like for you to just sit and watch to do a video, right? So I, I, and I think that that's a mistake a lot of students are making now. They're thinking that they have to be building their brand, building an audience and that kind of thing. I do not think that that's something that you should be doing now. But when you do graduate, building a brand into whatever it is that you wanna do is what's gonna be the key for you to focus your career on. Now, twist on that, my fiancé is super passionate about Disney, but she's also a pharmacist. But she is currently building a media company around Disney, because that's her passion, right? So one thing that I want to get into now is, what should you be doing now in terms of being in pharmacy school, thinking about your future? I know you guys are hearing a lot of negativity about Um, getting residencies it's tough about you know figuring out what you want to do and I Think now you guys should be Do some self-reflection as to figuring out what it is that you're passionate about is pharmacy like your ultimate passion? Is it something else? Because if you can realize that You can actually make decent living by actually focusing on your passion I'm not trying to convince people not to do pharmacy, but I just think that it, it to put things in perspective to know what social media is like right now, and and what the what just the the way things are moving, whatever it is that you want to do in life, you can do that. You can also you can do that while also being a pharmacist because she's still a pharmacist, or you could be like me where pharmacy is my complete passion. It's all I do every day, all the all the time, right? So, take some time to kind of be self-aware, and figure that out. Now she's doing some like Disney stuff. It's called The Walt Daily. In case anyone wants to look at it, she does. She does flash briefings as well. She does articles and stuff, and but she took some time to realize that pharmacy is the way for her to pay her bills, but that's not her passion. So I think re- kind of coming to terms with that and figuring that out, I think, is important for uh, for a great quality of life after you graduate, because it is tough. And I'm sure the school is probably pushing residencies and that kind of thing, right? All right, not everyone might get a residency, right? And guess I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like. Uh, apply to do residencies, but I will say that because I did not do a residency, I had a chip on my shoulder, right? I wanted to be better than everyone. So guess what? Like no one's going to care if you don't get a residency. No one's going to cry for you. You you'll probably cry. It's going to suck. I get it. But if you don't get a residency, take that as a positive. Get a chip on your shoulder and go to work, and do what you need to do, right? If you get a residency, great. Like awesome. That worked out perfect. Continue to still be self-aware. Uh, build your brand. Um one thing though that I think that you should be doing now in addition to becoming self-aware is building connections with people and get and doing networking. That that and grad relationships and graduating are the two main focuses that you should have right now before you graduate. Okay? Because you never know five years down the line who in this room potentially or, or in the next room is gonna help you out in your career somehow because you guys are good friends or had a good relationship. That is way more important than doing a residency. Then building your personal brand, and doing all sorts of other stuff. So those are the things that you should be doing now. So I wanted to, we have some time left over, and I know you guys have things to worry about, but I wanna take this time to, to like have a conversation and dialogue with you guys. So I wanna open it up for questions. Um, but first I wanna say again, thank you for having me here. I really do appreciate it. Um, if there's anything that I can do before, after this, as time goes on, um, I'm active on all social media platforms. So if there's anything that I could ever do to help you out with your career, future, now, tomorrow, whatever, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to help. Um, but thank you guys so much for your time and attention. But this is not over, so I'm literally not letting anyone leave like, so we can talk and like, ask questions and stuff. <laughs> So does anyone have any questions, whether it be for me or for Elsevier or anything like that? There we go. Uh, I want to know more about the system for uh you said uh, if you type something, uh, yeah. you take something from an article. Yes. How, how well do uh, people catch that? So it's a continuously, uh, it's, a, it's a program, so it's, it's done automatically. So and what, what, when change happens, it requires verification from across the board, right? So there's different ways of operating a blockchain system. You're talking about blockchain, right? So there's different ways of operating a blockchain system where some systems will say, well, you have to do X amount of things X amount of times and 30 people have to verify it. And then there are 30, let's say 30 computers for simplistic reasons, right? These, these things happen at scale in the millions and, and thousands, right? Um, or there's another blockchain system will say, Changes cannot occur unless 51% or 51 computers agree. Or 500, whatever that number is. 51% of computers agree that this change is happening, then we can make this change. And you could lose four computers. And even if you lose those computers, right now if you lose your laptop and you didn't have that backed up, like that is gone. But if it was on a blockchain system, like it would be, and it's, and it's different from a cloud, right? So the cloud, if you think about how a cloud works, a cloud is still a central thing. So if we go and destroy where that cloud is at Google, and we take down that whole factory, whatever that is that is happening there, that, that stuff is gone, okay? I know it's funny, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, right? Um, but if you, take, if you like, destroy that factory where all the cloud is, that stuff is gone. But if it was on the blockchain, you'd have to destroy like, all the other places across the world that it's actually being um, validated on. Good question, though. Perfect. So, as far as Creating content. Do you can feel like social? I don't know how to do it, but like... like where should you put your content? Yeah. Okay. So um, the two ways of making content is you can do so. I'm not a I don't consider myself an expert clinician or an expert on studies and data and things like that. Um, and for that reason, I do my own work and I post it at my own on my own terms. So I post it on Medium, I post it on LinkedIn, um, all these articles, I have a blog on my website, that kind of thing. Um, that's one way of putting content it should be everywhere but and that's why I say that they shouldn't be worrying about it now because that takes a lot of time right and you just you just don't have time in school um, when you're an expert when you want to be an expert clinician in some terms you can do which I have a friend that he's he just got BCPS certified that's his thing he's also doing articles and things that on the side but he also needs to look into to official like submitting uh, stuff to like journals and things like that um, but that is peer reviewed it takes time whereas I can write an article tonight to be posted tonight Versus if you go to some of those article things, you might write something, do some study, it's not gonna get posted for like another couple months. So it really depends on kind of where you wanna be and how, how you want your personal brand to look. So no one has any other questions? No, like, what if I had like an answer to a test or something you guys got coming up? You guys are not even taking advantage. Yes? All right, I got you. Um, so how do you establish credibility? So it depends, right? Uh, here's, here's why, I love this question, and I'll tell you why. On my podcast, I had a pharmacist that is also a pitching analyst, baseball pitching analyst, right? He's verified on Twitter and everything, like he's a legit. But he's also a pharmacist, right? How did he become credible? He just started doing content. He started doing content, 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 learning, 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 posting about that. Interacting with people, building relationships, he became the and he became an expert just by learning it and and letting people know by his content that this is the stuff that he knows, and you know it's crazy. I think he has a family, like you know he's but he's doing both. So, but it's it's content. Sounds like lifelong learning. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it and you know they drilled that down your throat when you first got into pharmacy school, but it gets it's it's real i mean i'm still learning today things that um uh in both clinical uh and in marketing and business and things like that like i'm constantly learning things and um if you want to have a personal brand in pharmacy that's obviously going to be there but if you want to have your personal brand something that has nothing to do with pharmacy it's just every day it's learning something new and, and writing about it and, and reviewing it or doing something like that and posting it so We've got like seven minutes left, I think. Anyone else have any questions? Nothing? We have a raffle to do. Oh, do the raffle. All right, let's do that. And then that way you can think of more questions. (laughs) Later. Lydia, do you want to do the honors? Yeah, sure. Did everyone here get a raffle? Do you have a question? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> As she's passing out some of those uh, tickets, one thing I really want to leave you guys with is say yes to stuff. Like, if you have like, if you have you know an opportunity for an event or a mar- or something that's uh, around pharmacy, uh, meeting other people, like say yes to that stuff. Like it'll it'll really get. Like, you'll never know where saying yes to one um, interaction with someone or one event will where that will take you in five years down the line or in three years down the line. So thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everyone. First of all, thank you so much uh, for being a listener, for being a subscriber and taking in all the content that we're putting out. And, uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed yet, definitely make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on any of your favorite social media platforms, um, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. um, We're on all those. And until next time, see you over the counter.